Hello and welcome back to Comics Relaunched. Essentially episode two, but it's like God knows what episode if you were carrying on with the original name. It's something like that. But anyway, welcome back. And what we have today, after... It's been about... Two weeks, two two and and a half weeks. I mean... Yeah, um, from being busy and illness and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, This episode is going to contain major, major spoilers for lots of different things. Expect this for the rest. Essentially for the show proper. We're a spoiler cast now. It's a spoiler cast. We can't really talk about stuff without having to spoil about yeah. it. So we used to spoil things anyway, but now we're making it official. Yeah. Um, however, this week there will not be talk about for American viewers. There will not be talk about Arrow and Flash finale. I'm going to hold off until next week when it's aired in the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're more UK swayed anyway yeah. because not only we live there, but I think most of our fans are UK based. So. But yeah, we'll hold on to that, and we'll hold on, and then I'll hold on till Legends and Supergirl as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, so, what have you been reading? Well, you been reading thanks, <laughs> well, thanks to my food poisoning epidemic, I actually caught up with everything I had as a backlog. Nice. Including a backlog of a series I've wanted to read for so, like, continue reading for so long, which was all new X-Men. It's funny you should mention that. Yeah. Because I've just started reading, literally about two hours ago, started reading the new series of all new X-Men. Oh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm slowly plodding my way through that and collecting it again. So I'm up to, a, I think I'm about around volume five-ish now, because I'll reread the trial of Jean Grey, mm. which I already own because I was collecting the Guardian. Yeah, I, I, I was collecting the Guardian's trade, and that was the tie-in, which was really weird, because I was essentially a trade behind on all new X-Men. Um, other things I have read have been... The fin- it's not the finale. It's essentially the finale of Titans Hunt, but of course they got the oh, final the issue. issue. Yes, cracking issue, cracking issue. I think it's issue eight. Yeah, that was the last issue. issue. It came out a couple of weeks back. Uh, I cannot remember. Um, no, I was read. Yeah, I must have read. Yes, I did read issue eight. On the um, on the tower and that with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just had issue seven there. I got confused. That's just me. Um, <laughs> No, I read issue eight. It's essentially the perfect way of bringing their title to an end and bringing it new life. And I love the whole... It was essentially a hint to the spoilers that Rebirth were going to give us. The lost title. With, the, with why is... Yeah, we, you have... I think it was... Bumblebee was um, Dove was replacing Dove. Bumblebee was replacing one, but who was? I think it was Malcolm, his uh, Bumblebee's uh, husband. Who was he replacing as a Titan? Oh, and we'll and, get to that later on. Yeah, and I love the fact <laughs> that there was a hit because I actually racked my brain and went, "They can't do him. Yeah. That would be weird." We'll get to that. But um, we got our answer. Have you been reading anything else? Yeah, the, um, actually, my highlight and stand-up one I would actually recommend to anyone who can give a figure out if they are an X-Men fan, because I weirdly remembered I am actually a pretty big X-Men fan. Um, really hard to remember uh, to forget that, but it's mainly because X-Men has had such a weird history lately. Modern age has been... This whole sort of Marvel's sort of separation of the X-Men from the main universe. 
yeah, don't like think post, it's been good for them. Post AVX to now, However, it's been very difficult. Post Secret Wars X-Men, from what I've read so far, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it's like post AVX, it was so difficult to kind of grasp onto a team and love them, because normally they'd be cancelled within 10 issues. <laughs> yeah. Post Secret Wars, you have something to grab onto, but... I highly recommend going out and finding the 50th anniversary one-shot X-Men Gold. This is essentially an annual. I'm actually going to open it right now. And a love letter from some of the most iconic writing teams on X-Men to their favourite storylines and kind of like snippets of what was happening between certain larger events. So you have a Kitty Pride-centric event where Rogue was just being introduced as an X-Man, which would have been in the 80s. You have a couple 90s issue, uh, um, specials in here. You have Lilandra turning up when she was married to Xavier. In fact, Xavier's alive is another one. So you have a yeah. lot of... You also have one of the weirdest things of... When Banshee met Star, um, Sunfire, sounds... attacked each other and went for a drink in Memphis. Walking in Memphis. Yeah, essentially it was, they got annoyed at each other because one of them mentioned the X-Men. They both hated the X-Men at the time. And they went, screw it, we were just here for, we were just here for Elvis Presley. Let's <laughs> go have a drink because we both like Elvis. <laughs> However, one of the... I think it's the final story, which is just after. It's just before... Essentially, the all-new, different X-Men series was going to begin. So it's where you have Thunderbird and the, the reset of the team. Oh, yes. Like, the biggest one in the 80s. It's Wolverine going through every single member of the roster, and how would he kill them? So he goes through, how would he kill Banshee? How would he kill Thunderbird? Colossus... Sunfire, Nightcrawler, and Storm. And it's just, there. there's no need, to, like, there's no, like, stories that lead on from it that are actually important right now. There's no, just honestly, there's no need to, like, pick it up as a must-have for any other events in in, in history. It's just, if you like those short stories... It's an amazing one to see and how writers loved these characters that are essentially Marvel's true family that have kept through the ages and are still relevant even today. Because the Fantastic Four did. Even if Marvel doesn't want them to be. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I think they're losing love we're in a, the young... We're in a weird place. We're in a weird place with Marvel at the minute. They don't like the Inhumans. I think it's just they've been stuck. They're stuck with the Inhumans, but they don't really want. Yeah, they they're trying to push the Inhumans, but it's really not working. Yeah, like it's a it's an odd yeah. choice, but but I'll, I'll talk about the Inhumans yeah. in a minute actually. Um, <clears throat> while for me this week I've been given things a chance, things that I wouldn't usually read. Okay, and this one's going to shock a lot of people. I read the first 12 issues of the all-new, all-different Deadpool series. Deadpool? I read Deadpool. Okay. It was okay. It was exactly what I was expecting it to be. If it was okay, okay. that's something. 
you know, it's like because I don't read a lot of Deadpool all the time. Yeah, it's fine. Like a day where I just sat down and read twelve issues, it's not gonna not gonna. Uh, all the best bits were the best bits where they were being horrible about Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> but there's there's a moment in the first issue is quite clever. Is obviously he's opened up the Mercs for money is what he ends up calling them. But originally he wants to call them the Heroes for Hire. Right. And he's on the news and he's talking to some guy about this. And he's, uh, Heroes for Hire. Cut to Luke Cage and Jessica Jones watching the TV. Luke Cage? I'm going to kill him. Jessica Jones? No, you're not. I'm going to kill him. Calls up Matt Murdock. Matt, can we get a cease and desist for <laughs> Deadpool? <laughs> using the name. Um, and throughout this issue... Um, Deadpool keeps taking the mick of, out of Hawkeye for being the fill-in Avenger. Hawkeye turns up, fires an arrow into Deadpool's chest. On that arrow, cease and desist. <laughs> I thought that was quite clever. I've, yeah, it's not bad, I've been reading some X-Men. I don't read X-Men. But I've, I've read all of Extraordinary X-Men so far. It's really good. Right. It's, really, it's not bad. Extraordinary X-Men is, I would say, it's one of those ones which... I think it's, the modern series has done a lot better with yeah, what they've done. They, um, I've, I've been essentially just been catching up with as much Marvel as possible. But this week mm. especially, I've been putting things that I would, wouldn't usually read. Like, I read Hellcat, which I hate myself, but I actually quite enjoy. Okay. Um, Uncanny in Humans. First arc, eh. Second arc, quite good. Okay. <clears throat> and I read The Vision. Right. I apologise for every bad thing I ever said about that book. I know it was supposed to be one it's of those incredible. great books, but I just I can't get on board just because of the premise in itself. Just issue seven. Mm. That's when you get on board with the. Uh, <laughs> on board with the. That's series. a long time to get in. It's a really it's like it's a really compelling read. It's one of the few Marvel books, I think, from All New All Different, where the first few issues were really compelling. Because <clears throat> that's what I felt with All New All Different Marvel, is it started weak, but it's ended up being quite strong. Um, okay. The Vision, issue seven, Scarlet Witch is guest star. And it sort of goes through Vision's and Scarlet Witch's relationship as they evolve. As they evolve. <clears throat> and it turns out the wife of the Vision that he's built yeah, has a gem that essentially is is like the gem of the Vision, where it's based on Simon Williams, the Wonder Man. Oh, okay. But the gem's based on Scarlet Witch. So, the, oh, that's so essentially the the female Vision that he's Vivian is Scarlet Witch. That's creepy. It's creepy, but it's, it's ever so cool. Oh yeah, mm. no, but that it's cool. That is just still it's really creepy. Thing. Um, I caught up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Eh. <laughs> the latest Guardian. I'm not a huge fan of Bendis' Guardians runs, but <clears throat> I quite like having the thing there. It's quite fun. Yeah. Um. Um. That's about it, I think. Mockingbird, surprisingly good. Yeah, it's one of those ones that I I could see it being pretty decent. Howard the Duck, first arc, yeah. Second uh, issue seven though, very good. Um, oh, okay. And what else? And Squadron Supreme is dreadfully boring. Why it would be? I mean, however, it's tying into Civil War too, so I've got to read it. Well, the issue with you is 
you have the fact that you are reading Justice League. Yeah. So you're reading the poor man, the Marvel <laughs> man's Justice League before you even begin. Yeah. And oh, also this week, Scooby Apocalypse came out. Oh yeah. It takes itself way too seriously. Isn't that a kind of a good thing, though? No. <laughs> it's not. It's, so it's that too serious. Yeah, it's it's not self-aware at all. Oh. It really should be, it should be taking the mitt. If it's Hannah Barbera, it always should be having a little bit of fun at But it's just a bit, they've essentially made Daphne Lois Lane. Which okay. kind of puts me off because I'm not That's a huge fan of Lois Lane, but I love Daphne. Shaggy's some hipster. And it's just that makes sense. Um, Velma works for this science company that's released a virus. Because that's that doesn't make <clears throat> sense. But yeah, it's just a bit. I'll give the set. I'll give the first arc a go. Yeah, but it could, it's disappointing because I was really excited for it. Future Quest, however, was very good. Awesome. Um, it's, it's one for two. Still ain't bad. I'm assuming Wacky Raceland's going to be incredible. <laughs> I'm probably going to pick that one up. It does look fun. Martin Just because of the cover. Me, <laughs> Martin me the hell out. And I, I, it's hard for me to get past it, but I want to try it, because I want to see how Jack Dick Dastardly does. <laughs> you look at him and tell he me does, they did not face him on Johnny Depp. He does look like Johnny Depp. Um, and also this week, I watched last night, tonight is the Saturday the 28th. Last night I watched uh, a documentary on Netflix, Netflix UK, that was um, <clears throat> the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. It's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. It's good. It's a good watch. And then I started watching the uh, latest animated series, which isn't bad. It's a bit cheesy and a bit young for me, but I'll give it a uh, go. I think they've been trying but to... Like the in- uh, uh, I read a lot on the internet, and they say that the second series is a lot better. It get, like It improves a lot for older viewers. So I'll give it a go. Um, in that case, that's all we've been reading. Because so I've read very little DC this week. All the DC I've read, we'll be talking about later on. Um, but yes, we do have some news to get through. That's some very oh, important yes. news. <laughs> now, we didn't properly talk about it. But Batman v Superman wasn't very good. It was watchable. It's watchable. Yeah, and it has some exciting moments, but as a film as a whole, it's not very good. And this has caused a lot of problems for DC, with directors leaving their projects, uh, and just general skepticism from everyone. However, yeah, DC have decided to give to make their own Kevin Feige, a guy that's in charge of where the movies go. Who have they chosen? Jeff motherfucking Johns. Okay, that is just... Which is brilliant. It's really good news. However, the bad news is, is it means he's taking a backseat on comics for a while. And won't be writing Mm. any comics. Which is disappointing, because after Rebirth, I want him to be writing everything. It's a shame, but it's also a bonus. And obviously these days, movies are way more important than the comics in DC's mind anyway yeah <clears throat> but so that that's that 
I suppose it's not too much of a shame of Jeff not being writing too many books. He'll be he'll be shaping where Rebirth yeah. goes. He'll be he'll still he'll probably still pick up books that he'll want to do, yeah, and he'll still be he'll he'll still be chief creative officer. Mm. But it's just he's now that's his focus. It's like Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige Feige used to write comics, I think. I believe he did. Well, Jeff Loeb's the same. Jeff Loeb barely writes any comics these days, and he's in charge of Marvel TV now. Mm. But uh, back over to Marvel, it kind of looks like my uh, list goes from Marvel to DC to Marvel to DC, Marvel to DC. One day I'd do it in order. (coughs) Um, Unfortunately for me, Darth Vader is ending at issue 25. That's Which not necessarily. It's not a bad, bad thing. I don't. How long can you string string out a Vader comic? Yeah, without essentially going into, you know what happens next. You've watched the film. Yeah, and I'm wondering if Star Wars, the main Star Wars comic, is going to jump forward in time. They probably will. So it goes to between A New Hope and Empire, rather than well, no, between Empire and Jedi, rather than A New Hope. Because and I'd quite I'd quite like to see that as well because. Of all of the stuff, it's like, we always, even back before Disney brought it out, it was always after A New Hope. That was always what we saw. It was always that. And it was just like, it was always between those two films. It's like, come on, let's do something different. That's why it's been quite nice having these miniseries as well. Yeah. Poe Dameron. But yeah, so Vader's ending with a, like, nine ninety nine book or something like that. Dollars book. It's going to be massive. Yeah, so essentially that is going to be the wrap-up that kind of gets you back into either the main universe being here's the lead-up to mm. what happened in episode 6 or episode 5. Yeah. Um, DC have confirmed two new movies, kind of. One's definitely confirmed. The other one was confirmed by someone producing it and okay. writing it. But DC haven't officially confirmed it themselves. The officially confirmed one is Harley Quinn will get her own solo movie. We didn't need this, but I know that they're just competing with Deadpool. That's why it is. But, you know, alright, okay. The the bonus that's got over Deadpool is that we get to look at Margot Robbie for two and a half hours. If it's two and a half hours, hours. it might just be two. It'll be two hours, it might be two and a half. I don't know. Um, And the other film... Makes me very, 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 very happy. Yeah. Booster Gold. See, now that's the interesting one, because essentially Booster could be made to be the fight, like the main yeah. runner to fight against Deadpool, because it's self-aware. a character who is very self-aware, and ability essentially has to give him comedy of the fact he can rewind time. And we, and we can sort of guarantee the comedy. Yeah. Because... Writing it is Zach Stennens. Zach Stennens did X-Men First Class. He worked on Thor. He worked, he's worked on loads of comic book movies. He wrote Kevin Smith's episode of The Flash, which was incredible. Um, but supposedly directing it, definitely producing it, is Greg Belanti himself, man in charge of Flash, Arrow, Green Arrow. I just said Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends. So... We might get some comedy, <laughs> which is what's needed from DC, the movies. So, yeah. So that I'm looking forward to. If they can, if they can nail that, and I believe in the hands of Greg Berlanti, they can. Because if their Flash has taught, taught us anything, 
Greg Berlanti knows what he's doing. <laughs> and if Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow has taught us anything, Mark Guggenheim does not. And he also made a really like sexist panel about Spider-Man in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comic, which I really hate. Because huh. like, Spidey gets beaten up by these people, and then Mockingbird and Quake come in and save the day, and then Spidey just goes, oh, I can't believe I just got saved by two women. Spidey didn't say that. It's not Spidey. Spidey would... no. He's always getting saved by women. <laughs> That's kind of his if thing. He's not, if he's not being saved by them, he's falling for them half the time. Yes. Now over to Marvel's Fox movies. And mm. Marvel... A war between Marvel Fox movies and Marvel, Marvel movies. Uh, Black Panther has two new casting rumours. Alright. The rest the of the Fantastic is, Four? The first is Lupita Nyong'o. Right. And the second is Michael B. Jordan. Now, if Michael B. Jordan signs on to be Black Panther, that has screwed up everything for Fox. Because yeah. Simon Kinberg wants to make Fantastic Four 2 with the exact same cast. No, it's not going to happen. happen. No way is that cast going to go back to that. It's no not just that. I don't way. think Fox even are prepared to do that. Yeah, I don't know. The The thing is, is X, uh, Deadpool made enough money to cover... Fantastic Four spot. Yeah, but you might as well just make it as well. But you might as well make another Deadpool or another X Men. Which film. is exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, because they, they set up Deadpool both. Two. There's a new Mutants com- movie coming. Bryan Singer's doing another X Men film apparently, and there's an X Force movie. Where's Fantastic Four going to fit in all that? I don't know. Well, but however, if my- and Michael B. Jordan is rumored to be the villain in uh, be a villain oh, okay. in. Lupita Nyong'o, I can't remember the name of the character, but the female uh, bodyguards of Black Panther. Oh, yes, those ones. Yeah, I can't remember their names off the top of my I don't read much Black Panther, so... Um, they didn't really appear, they don't appear too much in it. No. They kind of just are here and there. But, uh, yeah, so if Michael B. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan re-team him with Ryan Coogler for the third time. Mm. And I would like if they actually... I'd be intrigued to see if they actually bring in his sister. I think it's a sister who became queen. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because a female Black Panther might also be an interesting way of kind of going with a... You can have two Black Panthers. Now, the last couple of weeks has been whenever, when all the uh, TV studios have been deciding the fates of their TV shows. Over at ABC, Agent Carter's been cancelled. Oh, no. Exactly. The... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spin-off Most Wanted starring Mockingbird and Hunter who they've now introduced in the comics by the way Mockingbird and Hawkeye no longer a thing Um, has been passed on that's not happening for the second time Uh, they might learn after three over at the CW Riverdale the Archie TV show has been picked up That could, that could be interesting. It's sort yeah. of apparently it's sort of like a film noir take on it. Like the no. Like I know back way way back when they first announced it, it was like Archie meets meets Twin Peaks, and that just sounds awesome to me. <laughs> See, they could have just they could have gone with a cop out of gone Archie meets Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, which is because that's yeah. essentially Archie. You could have just, yeah, and CW is the perfect place to do uh, teen drama. However, CW's sort of moved on. CW's the genre channel now. Yeah, they're you've very got, much doing well, um, AMC. Yeah, Supernatural, all the comic book shows, iZombie, 
They've become the genre channels. Yeah, they they kind of have grown much like AMC have grown with their development of how they were not taken seriously and now they've become a lot more specific to an audience and they kind of want to keep that audience for as long as possible. Yeah. And also for the CW, Supergirl is moving from CBS to the CW. Which, which means is a four-way crossover. <laughs> it's a great, it's a good thing, and it's also a necessary thing, really. Because let's face it, let's just tie up the whole DC and TV I'll universe. Talk, I'll talk about my theory about how that's all going to work when uh, next week when Arrow and Flash are Because yeah, and uh, over at NBC, DC sitcom Powerless has been picked up. Interesting. Which is essentially damage control, Marvel's comic damage control, but for DC. Mm. It's got Alan Tudyk in it, so that's cool. And Silver Saint Cloud is going to be in the first episode. Silver Saint Cloud, because they're only going to be allowed to use E-list characters. <laughs> but they like mention Batman and stuff like that in it because they can. Oh yeah, but it's um, still strapped in. You're not going to know half these people. Back to Marvel. Uh, about I'd say about a year ago now it was um, they announced a animated Spider-Man movie was coming oh yeah apparently it's going to be about Miles Morales oh an ultimate Spider-Man that'd be quite cool it'd be quite nice if you got Spidey doing well on the big screen and then mm. uh, um, live action and then having a Miles it's not set in the same universe but having a Miles um, animated movie would be fun um, Actually, that reminds me of something funny I read this week, which was Web Warriors, yeah, the latest yeah. Web Warriors, with Spider-Ham 2099, mm-hmm. and you see um, uh, Doctor Doom 2099. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's absolutely great. It's absolutely incredible. I want... Okay, if any... If Funko Pops picks up the ham and the cartoon universes... And makes them, and they make a duck to doom. I am picking it. While talking about Funko Pops, yeah, I've seen three this week that I must have. Go on, surfing Batman and surfing Joker from the makes 60s. sense. Just yeah. brilliant. Cosmo the dog. They finally did They've it. Done Cosmo. You know what's going to happen next? If he sells Mafetsily, Streaky's on his way next. Oh, crypto, crypto. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, also, over at Marvel Movie News... Oh, yeah, back on that news. <laughs> the Thor 3 cast was revealed, and it's brilliant. All right. We have our villain. Well, All right. One of our three villains. One of the villains, yeah. Well, they announced four new cast members. I'm assuming that's not the entirety of the cast, but, you know... Probably won't <clears> be. Joining officially announced, officially confirmed uh, Chris Hemsworth, Anthony Hopkins... Obviously. Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, and Idris Elba. I was hoping we weren't going to get Loki again, but eh, well, I suppose we have. The, I don't mind it in this film, because Loki's always around when it comes to Thor. That's yeah. true, but it's one of those ones of maybe once we don't um, see him. With the end of Thor 2, we kind of need him to be there. Yeah, true. Um, but yes, our villain, our main villain mm-hmm. for this film, is going to be Hela. Now that's interesting. And do you know what's even more interesting? She's being what's played that? by Kate Blanchett. So she's going to be amazing. Oh, damn. Kate Blanchett is an incredible actress. 
Um, yeah. I'm going to save the I'm best. I'm going to save the best for laugh because it's just brilliant. Well, well. Go on. Um, but Valkyrie's going to be in this film. Makes sense against Harlow. Similar to similarly how Idris Elba was cast as Heimdall. Yeah. Everyone was a little bit a black Norse god. Okay. But we roll with it because Idris Elba's cool. Um, they've cast someone cool as Valkyrie, a, a, a young black actress, Tessa Thompson from Creed. Will be Valkyrie. She's pretty badass, so that'll be fun. Um, nice. Carl Urban will play Scourge. 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 So that probably means Enchantress is around somewhere. Oh, and it's Carl Urban as Scourge. Yeah. That's awesome. Carl Urban, brilliant. Honestly, I've wanted. It's been one of those things I've, of you don't think about it until someone mentions it. But you would always kind of want to see Chris Hemsworth or Carl Urban in some sort of way because they're both very similar. Mm. That's going to be a good face-off. Oh, that's now the awesome. be, the best piece of casting, and this made my week when I saw this. Grandmaster will be in this film, so we're going to have Collector and Grandmaster in the. In the oh man! Thing. But. Just like how brilliantly it was to choose Benicio Del Toro as the collector, they've gone and topped themselves. Go on. Jeff Goldblum will play Grandmaster. Oh, that's awesome. I love Jeff Goldblum so much. <laughs> that's going to be amazing. I want to see them face off in like a contest of champion style thing. That should yes. be Avengers 4. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And last of all, Marvel upset a lot of people this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they upset and me. Talks. They got me very excited. I'm intrigued by the premise. Now, Steve Rogers lost his powers. Yeah. Standoff happened. Steve Rogers got his powers back. How did Steve Rogers get his powers back, you ask? Cosmic Cube. Kind of. Cosmic Cube, but as a... was There was a little girl that was the physical embodiment of the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, we've had physical embodiments. Mr. Standoff. Standoff. It was good. Standoff. It was good. But yeah, so Steve Rogers, issue one, came out this week. Captain America, Steve Rogers. Uh, It's an incredible issue. The writing in the issue is so clever. However, the ending plot twist has pissed people off. So essentially, this whole issue, it starts off Steve straight back in, fighting fighting people. He's got two new sidekicks that I think are older characters. I can't remember their names, but he's got new sidekicks with him. They're fighting off people. Sharon Carr's there, and Maria Hill's there. No one trusts Maria Hill because of standoff. Blah, 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 blah. All good. Meanwhile, we get flashbacks of a very young Captain America with his mother and his father. His father's beating his mother in the street. A young woman walks over, stops him, and starts making friends with this uh, woman. These flashbacks keep happening throughout the issue. Um, in the... Meanwhile, back in normal time, Zemo's about, Baron Zemo's about, which is always good if it's a Zemo story, I like Zemo, um, <clears throat> has, uh, he's doing something, you know, Zemo stuff, Hydra stuff. Meanwhile, we cut back to the uh, flashback. The, the uh, young woman hands Steve's mother a piece of paper. On that piece of paper is a red Hydra symbol saying Hydra secret meeting. Oh, what's going on? Spooky. We then move on 
Cap gets onto this blimp where Zemo is, goes to fight Zemo, then, but he told his, his psychics to stay where they were, where they were fighting. One of them doesn't listen, follows back. Has one of my favourite lines in comics ever. He's obviously got some iPhone or some. He's got his iPhone or something with earphones plugged in and says, Siri, play good vibrations as he's going off to fight Zemo. Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he comes onto the ship. Cap gets annoyed, throws him out of the ship without his flying gear, literally throws him off, assuming killing him, turns around, looks out of the window next to Zemo, Hail Hydra. <laughs> Cabs and Nazi. Well, yeah, or so we can't be This has upset so many people because, one, Captain America was created by Jewish people. So they're like, oh, it's anti-Semitic. It's this, it's that, blah, blah, blah. I found a petition yesterday that wanted 7,500 signatures to say that, to get Marvel to cancel this book. Oh my god! It would it was open yesterday morning and was at six thousand nine hundred and something like that last night at about ten o'clock. Oh good grief! And all these posts are coming out, loads of memes about it, and the internet's just broken. I've not heard other than me and Aaron and one of our our friends. I haven't heard anyone that's like, this is a good idea. I think this is a really interesting story arc. If that's what they're going down the route of. Because okay. we all know, this is going to la- last an arc or two at most. Yeah. Cap's not a Nazi, for goodness sake. Why would they just go, oh yeah, you know what would be great? We make Cap a Nazi. So, this is where my opinion came up. At, uh, like, I honestly didn't really care, because I personally prefer Sam Wilson now. Yeah, I do too. I prefer him so much, I'm actually going to go back and read all of Sam Wilson Captain America. It's just going to be my thing I'm going to do. However, until I saw it, and I'm going to actually reread this run again after seeing it, I didn't... I've now come down to the... People have not realised this has been a storyline set in motion since Marvel Now began with Uncanny Avengers Volume 1. In Uncanny Avengers Volume 1, you have the creation of Onslaught, Red Skull with Xavier's mind. So you want... Are you wondering if Red Skull's manipulating? Red Skull only wants the Cosmic Cube. Red Skull... There's a Cosmic Cube who's a little girl lying around. Red Skull does mind control camp. It's a, the current pres, my current presumption, and this is the root. This is the theory I'm taking from. And anyone who's a hater, re please read the Uncanny Avengers Volume One to see there is evidence there because the lighting that they use through Steve Rogers is the same as they use in Uncanny Avengers. That essentially Red Skull goes through his head to twist everything to see. To let Steve see how Red Skull sees it all. Which is how... Because you've had this whole thing of... Cap's uh, father was beating his mother. We've seen that before when he had the time... Tra- his first arc in Marvel now. This is not new. And it was again, it was one of those ones that's a bit twisted. 
essentially what we're seeing is the finale of an on- of a story with Red Skull that was never properly finished. Which they are kind of dealing with in Uncanny Avengers now as well. Exactly. It's the proper finale for Cap versus Onslaught. Because essentially it should have been Steve Rogers who puts down Onslaught. It's essentially his villain. There's not many other people who could say Red Skull is the villain. Except Sam Wilson, because he's now a Captain America. <laughs> That's true, but the issue, again, oh. the you have one is, you Cap can't fight Xavier. And you look at it, it's going like, well, look, there's a Cosmic Cube. That's all that Red Skull's ever wanted. Red Skull had the power to manipulate and mind control an entire New York City to think mutants were evil. And he got to Captain America at the same time. He could barely restrain himself from killing Havoc. It's not a hard push to think that he actually did slowly manipulate and worm his way into his mind to slowly think of him as he was never a freedom fighter. He was never a howling commando. He was Hydra. That's not a bad theory. There is a, there's another fan theory going around that obviously the Cosmic Cube alters reality. That's the yes, point of it. So people are wondering if while bringing this back, bringing Steve back, something went wrong. And it's all to do with the Cosmic Cube. There's the other possibly. theory is that maybe he is a Nazi, and maybe we should just live with it. Things change. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Everyone goes, oh, Hydra's Nazis. They're not. But They're not the Nazis. film has gone out now and said, Hydra was one of those things, it was essentially like AIM. It's just a company that's there, and it put himself underneath it. It's the hand. Yeah, Hydra. Hydra don't want to kill all of the Jews. They, no, <laughs> it's one of those people need to stop going with the films of Hydra was Nazi yeah. and now Nazis and Hydra. No, yeah. they they were worked together, but they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. They're not. They the were same very thing. different things. And yeah, also, the Red on Skull the film, is a Nazi, but he's. He was more of a Hydra. It was more Hydra than it was. Nazism got him the ideals and then got him the the capital Mm. to create what he wanted. And actually, on that note, because it's one of those ones, this off-tangent, but it's on Red Skull. Um, Everyone goes with the movie universe, oh, they keep killing off our villains for the films. Who can they bring back? We still haven't got our Red Skull back. Mm. Because he disappeared with the Cosmic Cube. After Infinity War, I'm hedging me bets... We're going to get the Red Skull back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll recast, but we'll get him back. Oh, yeah, we're not going to get the Hugo Weaver, yeah, but we might get an Onslaught. <sighs> Obviously not the Xavier Mind one, but we might yeah. get one that's been corrupted by the cube that comes through Infinity War, and there you have, you have Onslaught. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, Fan- so what the, the implication that this issue has mm. is that Cap has been conditioned from a young age to be Hydra. Yeah. And I think people are incredibly overreacting it because every character has their obligatory gone evil arc. Oh yeah, they always have their every bad Every character. Cap himself has had the US agent before. Red, Red Kryptonite. Yeah. They've all had it. Everyone has it. Spider-Man with the black suit and oh, it's all, you know. It's going to last a year at least. Not even that, probably. Probably last a few months. This is where the comic book fans have become too... I think they've become too sensitive since the film. But I'm wondering oh. if uh, how many people who are complaining about this 
plot twist. Actually have read that issue. Actually sat down and read that single issue and not just seen Cap turning around saying Hail Hydra. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I honestly I'd say you're looking at about maybe half of yeah. them. Probably, probably even they just probably even less than that. You're probably looking at more film fans have jumped on to yeah. it as well because it's always sad. It's Steve Rogers. Steve he's Rogers, like, he's the best one. He's always however, so hot. Oh. I will say I did love Chris Evans' reaction to it because it was essentially like a Marvel like, oh, this ain't good. But I'm wondering yeah. if Marvel released that this Wednesday on purpose just to overshadow Rebirth because it's worked. They have. It's worked. Because no one's talking about Rebirth. If it was a happened. PR stunt in that way, then yeah. that's a good ploy by yeah. Marvel. However... I don't know if it was. I think it was going to be... It was just one of those ones of they didn't realise that the fans would be... Mm. I wouldn't even say the fans. I would say the banner bearers would get that uptight. Because like, like I was saying... We've become so so many comic book fans have become so sensitive from the from films because the films essentially is just a one thing you do and that's it. Yeah. That they go into it like, oh no, we've had one issue. It's terrible from the from that and that's it done. Yeah. It's you. It's, you I, do comic books. You give it. I read more. a really interesting article the other day about how the films yeah. are ruining comic books. I kind of agree with it. It's bringing people in, but it's also desensitizing them to how stories are written in, in essentially, mm. book form. Be it comic or normal literature. It so desensitizes people. Same with Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is desensitizing people to how novelizations and how fiction is not, has been written for thousands of years because media... well. Visual media can do it so much, can do so much more with so much little time. And know. yeah, let's, this is more becoming a rant about the art form yeah, rather let's, than. Let's move on because although one last thing I want to say is, yeah, I love that in one week the tables have turned. Marvel's oh, upset yeah. everyone, and DC's made everyone happy. <laughs> to be honest, with the rebirth stuff, it was going to be a hard push. Yeah to not get people excited by at least one tiny thing. It doesn't matter what it was going to be. It didn't matter if anything that didn't come out of it was what it was. No. It's the fact that we do not know, we no longer have a hope. We do not have a new to convert. Yeah. But, anyway. Let's move on to, before we talk about Rebirth. Yeah. I want to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. You go for that. It's Okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like X Men One and Two. It's probably I know everyone says, Oh, X Men Two such a great film. It's it's not that great. Which um, one are we talking days or we talking actual X two? X two is average. It's, so, it's, it's like, solid, but it's not great. Essentially the way you look at like the quality of the first three was mm. X Men the first one was very solid and it just slowly curved. Yeah. Until, but then took a rapid decline at X3. And oh, it was always going to be hard to beat Days of Future Past, because it is such a good film. A yeah. really well done film. But anyway, the my points are, uh, the new young X-Men, minus Cyclops, because he's Cyclops, uh, <laughs> is, uh, really good. Especially... Cyclops um, like it. Okay. 
yeah, but you know, he's still whiny and mopey. That's and what him. I mean. He's hard yeah. to like. I don't think he's supposed to. No. Um. Uh, obviously, I've forgotten her name now. Sounds a start. Sophie Turner as yes. uh, uh, Jean Grey's brilliant. Really good choice. Um, Cody Smith McPhee, Nightcrawler, very good. Nightcrawler is our comic relief in this film, which I, I quite like. Um, it's an odd one, but then again, they don't have Iceman. Underused. Mm. Psylocke was very underused, and Angel was very underused. Even though they're supposed to be two of the, uh, apart, uh, two of the, uh, the horsemen. Days started yeah. before the road cut appeared. Yeah. We could easily see that there is actually a horseman cut mm. where there is more horsemen. Uh, the Quicksilver scene is the best scene again. Like it's not hard to be when it's, it's yeah. Um, it's the perfect silver. It's not actually Quicksilver, but it's the perfect Quicksilver. Magneto's arc is good. Magneto's development in this film is very good. Um, however, the bad points yeah. are... Apocalypse doesn't have any motivations. He's just, I want to be ultra-powerful. That's kind of Apocalypse in a nutshell. And it's like, really? You... He's a major, yeah, he's a major mutant villain, but to be honest, there's not much to him once no. you get past. He has horsemen. Uh, I feel Professor X is a bit weak in this film. He doesn't actually get to it's, do much. It's because, essentially, you've done everything you can with Xavier. Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't kill him off in this one. I wouldn't kill him. I would just kind of put him as a support character. Because it's yeah. one of those ones of the reason why... Now, this is going to be controversial, and if we ever get any comments from anybody, this would be the, this would be the time we get them, because I'm going to say something that's going to hurt butt hurt someone. So, Patrick Stewart is the better Xavier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Michael Fassbender is the better Magneto. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> no doubt about it. Because the key here is... Ian McKellen is a fantastic actor, but playing Magneto was not the part for him. Because he's very methodical and a thinker, while Magneto's always been a brash, violent, and driven person. Fassbender has that coming out of him in spades. Yeah. And that's why you get such great development from him. But do you know why he's also and, great? Yeah. It's because he's copied Ian McKellen's speech patterns. When it The way he talks, up. he talks like Ian McKellen. Because it's very different to how Michael Fassbender talks in any Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it works because it's that one. Crazy. It's because yeah, it was the thing that McKellen got. It was he got the voice of it's decisive, violent, but sad at the same time. And Fastman has just taken that and gone, but I can give you the actions and the motivations of it all. And even in Days of Future Past, he's like, oh, he's a proper bad guy. No, 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 no. He's still more of a hero than Xavier, and that's one of those things that. It's why Magneto's X-Men would probably always be a better one to do than Xavier's X-Men, but you can't do that because it gets really fucking complicated. Yeah, also negative for me is the older cast was uh, was a bit eh. Like having... Mm. They really need to stop pushing Mystique because it's not working. Yeah, I'm not... I'm really unsure about their whole obsession with Mystique. Well, it's not an obsession with Mystique. It's an obsession with Jennifer Lawrence. 
Yeah, I suppose it is, because it has been Jennifer Lawrence's big money, so we will push Jennifer Lawrence throughout all three films. Because same with Days. It just, Days well, feel like it you watch, be so... You watched the around. first one. Yeah. The first class. You oh, have, it's a perfect amount. Mystique, she... What, yeah, she's the third main character, essentially. But it's Professor X and Magneto. Yeah, you have... Days of Future Past is Mystique's film. And it didn't need to be. No. It was far too much driven about what will she do? But that's because well, the film came out between those two films. Yeah. A certain film called The Hunger Games. That's why and she Silver Linings Playbook and American yeah. Hustle. <laughs> However, her fame is now dying down. It so is I'm a lot, yeah. Past the pop well, she, we'll it doesn't look like she particularly wants to come back for the next one. That's alright. That's no, that's no skin off my yeah. back. Um, but yeah. Have they gone into the whole... Actually, that's the thing, and this might be a spoiler if they did bring it up, but have they gone into the fact that she's the mother of Nightcrawler? No, they didn't. That's Even though she... most of the film, they're together. Yeah, that's that's his son. That's yeah, their, yeah. Their, their mother and son. Yeah, because it's so, Azazel. It's Azazel and Mystique. Yeah. But yeah, they're so, together for most of the film, but they don't bring it up. Even though they actually brought up Wanda and Magneto possibly being Quicksilver's father in days. Yeah. Um, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. the trick. For me, though, this year, comic book films haven't been brilliant. Um, oh, Civil, right. Civil War is the good one. Civil War is yeah. easily the best comic book film we've had. It's nothing like its comic book, no. which is one of the best Marvel events yeah. that's happened in a while. But, but to me, I actually got reminded that was ten years old. Yeah, it's, more than it's that, now, isn't ridiculous. It? No, it's 2006. Yeah, it was 06, man. No, 06 was when the major event happened. Um, Ten years ago. But yeah, so essentially, for me, X-Men Apocalypse, Batman v Superman. Well, Batman v Superman is just a bit in front of them for me. Enjoyability-wise, just because the Flash. <laughs> and yeah. Apocalypse. And loads of drop name drops and stuff that made me excited. Um, but Deadpool, for me, it just doesn't doesn't appeal. And X-Men, just, it was, it was alright. What have we got next up with them, though? Uh, we got Suicide Squad in August. I could see that being okay, but I'm not... There's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the next couple of weeks. Uh... I no, I've never seen... I've never seen... Um, the Megan Fox Megan reboot. Fox. But yeah. I was reading an article today mm. where people were saying it's really not as bad as you think it is. Oh, I d- highly doubt it would be. So but I'm going to gonna give it a watch. I'm going to give it a watch. Yeah. And I'll report back. Yeah, we could. Um, and I might go see the second one. I don't know if the first one's any good. If the first one's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, then Suicide Squad, then Doctor Strange. I could see Doctor Strange being the underdog, though. Because if it's done correctly, I could see that one being not as good as Civil War popularity-wise, but on par with it, at least. Personally, I think quality-wise, I think Suicide Squad and Doctor Strange are going to be the best, too. Oh, yeah, probably will be. Cause Actually, no, I don't know about Suicide. I, I can't it, do my it, man. <laughs> I know, but I've re-watching some of the trailers for it, I'm just looking and going like... Harley's, Harley's going to be hard for me to swallow. It's not just that. It's Will Smith, for me. I'm not seeing Deadshot, I'm seeing no, Will I, Smith. I, yeah. That's all. I'm never going to get past that cast. I'm just, I'm just seeing some of the sets and backdrops, and I'm just looking and going. I hope that this was just like a, this is like a thirty second shot through, but I know it's not. Yeah, I'm gonna... 
I have a feeling we're going to be like half an hour in the middle of a street doing very little apart from shooting. Yeah. And I don't know if I can stand that in a film again. Yeah, it's an odd, it's an odd one. But um, anyway, let's talk about X-Men 3 out of 5. Average. However, um, just before we hit Rebirth, yes. uh, this is the Warcraft film has been released. Apparently, in Germany, it is the highest grossing of this year. In Germany? It's a bit random. Yeah. It was on Reddit. All right. I just thought, <laughs> apparently, it's doing quite well. The reviews are mixed. Oh, but I think I've heard sort of sevens. Positive. Yeah, but I'm hearing they're becoming more positive now. Um, I'm oh, definitely going to go watch it. It's going to be enjoyable. I'll I watch it in the cinema because it's not, not my kind of thing. But No, that's fair enough. It's one of those ones I definitely will watch it if I'm going to see in the cinema. Again, it's mm. I'm not as much of a cinema person as I used to be, but it's one of those ones of I would love to see it because it is a franchise I absolutely adore I and there are characters in there that I love. It's a kind of film as well that I think is ben- going to benefit from a big screen because it's a massive scale fantasy movie. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is crap on a tiny 19-inch TV. Yeah. The CG is actually quite um, good oh, as impressive. well. Oh, it's mm. impressive what I've seen from the trailer. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about Let's, let's talk about the beautifulness <laughs> of DC. Actually, I'm just going to double check. We are at nearly an hour. Yes, taking up 45 minutes. Prepare for the next, yeah, <laughs> prepare for the next hour. <laughs> right. Because settle in. Go get a biscuit, go get a drink, because we are going to get into the biggest thing in comics since Flashpoint. Hottest mixtape. Forget Secret Wars, that wasn't unimportant. This is this is important. I love it. Right. Before we need before we talk about Rebirth though, we need to talk about several books going into Rebirth. Yes, because that's important situations. This week alone, there's three books that came out that all go into Rebirth. Let's start with Superman issue 52. Superman's dead. We kind of saw it yeah. happening. He imploded. It was a, Didn't it, see that part. The Kryptonite yeah. side of him, nah, he imploded. It was quite, it was quite a good send-off, actually. It was quite an emotional send-off. And it's really so annoying had... that it, they waited 50 issues to get actually make him more like actual Superman. So essentially, he had the worst heartburn and indigestion in the world, and it killed him. And it was also, uh, there's a great moment, um, the sort of this guy who thinks he's Superman hanging around, and he's all fiery and shit, and Superman's like, yeah, he's going to explode, and the only way I can do it is if I fly him off in space. So he's starting to fly him off in space, but obviously this guy's got the power of Superman, so he's flying back. Pre-52 Superman flies in, helps him, push him out, push him out in space. And Superman okay, turns around and goes, someone needs to someone needs to stay back. Punches pre-52 Superman and makes him fall back to Earth. Because he wants him to take Oh, over. that's awesome. And that's the most Superman thing Superman's oh, done in 52 issues. The violent Superman finally had a bit of a fucking conscience. And he flew up. He flew up. He then flew back down when he exploded. Flew back down and landed. It was a really good send-off, actually. Like, and do you know what was so good? What? The first person he said something to, again, was Lana Lang. And not Lois Lane. Oh, nice. I was like, yes! <laughs> they then, really are good. And, he was, and, and then he was like, he said to Steele, he was like, you take, you, take, you take care of my best friend about Lana, because they're dating. Mm. Um, Obviously. 
and uh, Batman's there, and Batman's looking a bit teary, and Wonder Woman's there, and it's all Supergirl's there, and it's just, oh. It was a really good send-off, actually. The issue itself, like the action stuff, the first half of it was a bit eh, but then the second half was really good. Um, then Lois and Clark issue 8 happened, which, yeah. it while not crucial to Rebirth, it just sort of set the plate for Jonathan, uh, Jonathan White. Because they're oh, yeah. called White rather than Kent, because they have to hide their identity. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Jonathan sort of setting up his powers and stuff, and just sort of establishing more of Lois and Clark, and has one of my favorite covers of the book because they've changed the cover last minute. Like the cover was just a like an average Superman cover, but now it's Jonathan Kent stood over a uh, chest holding the Superman suit with his dog looking into it. It's brilliant. <laughs> And it's not crypto, obviously, because he's called Ranger. But oh, right. crypto's around there somewhere, and crypto's now not got an owner. Oh, crypto's going to find Pre Fifty Two or Supergirl. Oh, they're going to do the Super Friend thing, yeah. Mm. Um, and then there was Justice League issue fifty. Now we've been rallying this arc since it started. <laughs> oh yeah. What a send up! What an end! Because you haven't actually read it, yet, have you? No, were, but I'm okay with spoiling so okay it with because because he's gonna get find him anyway. Oh yeah. Um. So you know that baby that was born? Yeah. It became Darkseid. Oh god, yeah. That, that, that essentially sums up this entire arc of um, random apocalyptic shit just got real. Yeah, that baby became Darkseid, and they fought him off. Um. Actually, I'll just get the book out so I can flip for it. La 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 Now, oh, remind me, was this the one that they're apparently going to reveal the Joker's identity, or is that 51? It's issue 50, and we'll get to that in a minute. So yeah, it all starts off, fight him, Steve Trevor, that happens pretty quickly. Um, mm. Green Lantern Corps still hanging around, blah blah blah, blah. Steve Trevor, Steve Trevor. Yeah. Actually, I found out an interesting thing about the Green Lantern Corps, which means I'm going to have to pick up uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern. Carl Rain is rejoining? Carl Rayner will be a part of the Kyle Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, because everyone went, well, where is he after Omega? He's still, he's still white, though, isn't he? They haven't said what colour he is. Because at, at the end of Omega Men, apparently, he was white, and was yeah, technically, to a white Lantern Corps or something like that. Yeah, technically he is a white, but he could go undercover as a green again. We don't, I don't know, but it's just going to be one of those things I'm going to have to sit and uh, just straight grit my teeth through Vendetti's writing. Yeah. And hopefully he got a bit better from 50, issue 52 of Green Lantern to this. Mm. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so Jessica Cruz sort of, like, gets killed. Oh, yeah. So, um, Flash and, and the Dark Racer have separated and they're trying to run for having a race. And uh, the Death Racer runs through Jessica. Okay. And everyone thinks she's dead, but obviously we know she's not. Uh, Lex Luthor's lost his powers. Um, they all go, right, let's kill them all. Let's fight. A big fight. Big fight. Then the baby becomes Darkseid. Because um, Hal Jordan... Uh, they draw Steve Trevor a lot like Hal Jordan in this comic. And it's kind of confusing. Well, that's because Hal Jordan's always looked a bit like Captain Kirk. No, that isn't. I didn't realise that. That's not Steve, Re- Steve Rogers. Gr- Hal Jordan takes off his ring... Okay. Because Batman, Batman's, Batman's trying to get off of the chair. Right. He can't get off the chair because obviously the power. Yeah. 
Um, you need a little help to get back on your feet. A little willpower puts the ring on Batman. Batman's a Green Lantern. So we've now got Green Lantern, Green Batman, Batman as canon. And then the uh, Apocalypse army arrives, led by Big Barter, to help fight. And that's awesome. Batman's Green Lantern. Owlman gets on the Mobius chair. Of course he does. And he's, and then he disappears in a boom tube. They're still fighting Darkseid. Wonder Woman's fighting Grail. La da 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 da. Batman's just a Green Lantern. I love that. I just like it when Batman's a Green Lantern. <laughs> Everything explodes. I don't see if it's yellow, but eh, Everything explodes, and the power ring goes off of Jessica, and a Green Lantern ring flies in. You have been chosen, Jessica Cruz of Earth. Uh, oh yeah, the whole it, the death racer didn't kill Jessica; it killed Volthoom. Yeah. Um, it's just so hard to say because Volthoom was the first Lantern in the rise of the first Lantern. It's such a weird. Shazam thing does absolutely nothing in this issue. Uh, <laughs> and the... That's so weird because, to be honest, you'd expect the God of Gods to actually go. I'm bored. I'm going to do something yeah. finally. Uh, Dark Side goes back to being a baby. Which is weird. What? So essentially, Grail, uh, Superwoman's baby, is Darkseid, who's now being cared for by Grail, who's Darkseid's daughter. So she's all holding oh, a baby. Oh, that's so weird. And she's holding the baby naked, which is really kind of disturbing. Oh, that's even a. <laughs> oh god, that's such a weird, like convoluted thing. Uh, but it kind of sums up perfectly. Then somehow Lex Luthor's got his Superman suit. Uh, walks in and the it's same like, way that Iron Man can summon anything he wants yeah, like, Lex can do exactly the same like he has returned yes or more I've come back to Apocalypse for a revolution and um, he's got the symbol on him and then they're talking about Superman dying Lex has a mother box sits on the throne of Apocalypse Lex has a mother box in his hand that says Lex 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 instead of ping 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 well, oh brilliant. my day! And he, he's, just, he's got the symbol on it. He just goes, "I think it looks better on me." <laughs> and then, but the Joker's identity. Here we go. However, we haven't revealed the Joker's identity at all. There are three Jokers. Oh. And what it looks like is there is a Greg Polo Joker. Right. Um, thingy, uh, like Killing Joke, Joker. Yeah. And uh, classic, older classic Joker. But okay. apparently, there's always been three Jokers. This is the twist. This is why it's so hard for Batman to take him down. There's always been the, three Jokers. The plot twist is so you have three Jokers, mm. which three could work to... with the right writer. The three Joker tears. Um, Wonder Woman has a twin brother. Now that's odd. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Um, but if Greg Rock is right, it will probably be quite good. So that ha- happened. Um, then the epilogue. Owlman flies to the moon on the Mobius chair. And the grid is like inside the Mobius chair by the looks of it as well. And he's oh, getting, getting answers and it's <clears throat> um, stronger than Batman I can pro- I'm can. i stronger than Batman I can process it all so tell me everything chair tell me the secrets of the universe no what is it he's here he's big blue light Owlman's dead Mobius is dead chair on the moon 
<gasps> Spooky. That's going to become apparent what that is. Now we jump into Rebirth. Essentially, I'm just going page by page for this. Cause... I'm sorry, really? That's how they decide to end that? Yeah. Um, oh. so it, right. It's one of the weaker issues of, just, of the Justice League arc, but I think it is quite a good... Yeah. It's still a good issue, but it's a few questionable things. So we open with a red and yellow box, monologue box, mm. and a watch. The day I graduated high school, my uncle gave me a watch. It belonged to his father. Blah, blah, blah. Loads of exposition and the watch. Clicking nine panels. Looks very reminiscent of something. We'll get to that. Then we have, I look down and I know I love this world, but there's something missing. That classic line. Oh, and we all had, we had our theories. We talked about this last week of who's coming back. Who is this? Who is it? Who is it? Batman's talking about Jokers. Um, so people forgot everyone forgot things I've been trying to find my way here Bruce Wayne he knows what it's like to lose everything maybe Bruce can help Joker 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 uh, Bruce gets knocked over by lightning um, Bruce right now I'm worse than, because right now I'm worse than death I'm forgotten Wally West is back and I said uh, two and a half weeks ago when we did this issue, they're not going to bring Wally West back. That's not going to be the character they bring back. And that, was what I was, and that was what I was saying with Titan Hunt is they keep mentioning there's a Titan missing. It's Wally West. But it's like, they've got a Wally. They're not going to do black, uh, black Wally for New 52. Why? You don't rub it in. It's like, nah. Wally we West got West. ourselves Wally West. My name is Wally West. I'm the fastest man alive. Bruce, I need your help. But Bruce oh, doesn't it's... remember. Bruce doesn't remember. Bruce and Barry are supposed to be the only two that remember. Because Bruce has the letter from Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Bruce has and the letter Barry so he knows the Flashpoint Barry. And Barry is... No, technically Batman should only remember that Flashpoint is a thing. He wouldn't know Wally. Yeah, yeah. But Barry definitely should. And then Bruce goes over there and finds the letter. Reads the letter. And then there's a load of exposition about Wally West, who Wally West is, talking about Flashpoint. Um, and then they say, this is where it gets interesting. Mm. The pre-52 universe and the new 52 universe were never separate. They were one and the same. They are the same universe. But, mm. but what's called a Flashpoint was created a powerful and devastating butterfly effect. The Flashpoint resulted in the complete rewriting of reality. In this new reality, Thomas Wayne, blah, 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 and the Flashpoint stuff. But someone outside of time watched it all happen. Someone saw history unravel when Barry first created Flashpoint. And when history was coming back together, they attacked. As our timelines reformed, someone stole ten years from us. So they just wiped ten years. A decade was removed like a piece of Jenga. Heroes that were legends became novices. Bonds between them were weakened, erased. Legacies were destroyed. So that's what... So this is how... There's no justice society. This is why Black Canary and Green Arrow aren't together. Reality was played with rather than a creation of a new universe, which I think is the most beautiful thing DC could have done. That is the best way of explaining it. However, I will remind everybody, yes, they actually try to explain how Batman did everything in five years, and it just... There's a reason why it can't be done in five years, and they just kind of ham-fisted yeah. it all the way through. Don't worry. It's fixed. <laughs> it was actually 15. But 
this brings up a question. Yes. The pre-52 Superman, mm. technically then, isn't the pre-52 Superman. And the Flashpoint universe we saw, the pre-Flashpoint universe we saw, thingy, must technically be a different multi, a different universe. Bizarre. Or they're just like, forget Convergence ever happened. <laughs> Which is more likely. Well, no, because Convergence still has the thing of... There were original versions of many things. Yes. But the multiverse can always have it as being... There doesn't have to be dramatic differences between each universe. It could just literally be a subtle thing as one person just never existed. So it could easily have been that the whole Lois and Clark one is just, oh yeah, their universe was exactly the same except for the fact that they decided to change their surname. So that was chapter one, called Lost. Mm. We move on to chapter two. And we have a young, a old gentleman in a care home. This man's words echo mine at first. Wire drawn to him after Bruce. Then I feel the static in the air around him. He's connected to the lightning too. This oh, young man, me. this old man, sees Wally. Mm. Uh, where are we going? Oh, where's the line? Where's the line? Where's the line? Don't be tempted me with no Jay Garrick here, boys. Not Jay Garrick. I was going to say. Don't be tempted me with all the speeds are coming back in one issue. Um, oh, where is their, his- their history may have been stolen, but your friends weren't completely lost. McCarthy, tell, uh, McCarthy yelled, take off your mask. You know I was only trying to protect them. I'm sorry for what I did. It's wartime again. The world is going to need your friends, but you, can't bring, but you can bring them back. You have the power Johnny used the genie. It's not Johnny Quick, the voice doesn't think it is. Or I didn't think Find it was Johnny the Quick. Justice Society. It's oh, Johnny wow. Thunder. Johnny, Johnny Thunder. Thunder? Johnny Thunder. Oh my days. Oh, makes sense now, yeah, of course, because the Shazam family are back. Johnny Thunder's nothing to do with Shazam family. Uh, it's still the he's fact spe- that they brought a lot... No, speaker. but they brought a lot of lightning-based things yeah. back. Um... Then yeah, we there's a lot of lightning steam stuff yeah, yeah. now. We come to a uh, interrogation room. There's a young blonde woman talking to them, claiming she needs to speak to Superman. And they're all like, Superman's oh, dead. Go. Superman's gone missing in action. Justice League thinks he's dead. Mm. They pull out an evidence bag. In that evidence bag is a Legion flight ring. What? Granted, right, we're only on like page 10 here. <laughs> We've got so we've got Wally West, Johnny Thunder, and a Legion flight ring, and the Legion of Superheroes. And I'm thinking, blonde girl, Legion of Superheroes, Satin Girl. Yeah, probably Satin Girl. So that's cool. Uh, we cut to the next page. A young Asian man. Actually, that makes sense. I think she was one time a leader of the Legion. Uh, Professor Palmer has been missing his university lecturers lectures. Oh my God. Um. <laughs> Ray Palmer has a responsibility, Mr. Choi. Oh, man. Ryan Choi enters uh, Ray Palmer's lab. Ray Palmer, on a screen. Ryan, if you're receiving this message, well, I'm in big trouble. I've left you a size... I'm stuck in the microverse. I've left you a size-changing belt. Two atoms! (laughs) Oh, the atoms. Then... Oh, man. It gets even better, man. It gets even better. This is one of those books that you just pick up for nostalgia's yeah. sake. 
week. This feels wrong, Mr. Cord. Oh. Amy, this couldn't be more right. And call me Ted. Mr. Cord was my dad. Oh, that is so good. Build next to the bug. Oh. The ultimate body cop. Yep. So it looks, so tech, with this ten years wiped and stuff, it looks like Ted Cord never properly the Blue Beetle. But he's now looks like the tech support for <laughs> to Amy. Um, and he's oh, like, "Wheels in the bug, man." This is the bug, Amy. It's our mobile headquarters, like a flying bat cave. Oh, that's so cool! And then yeah, so they're like that. Um, and essentially, Amy wants Ted to remove, get the scarab off. So we could be seeing Amy giving up and Ted becoming. No, Jaime's always wanted to get rid of the, the scarab. It's that's been like the day one thing because it's now a horrible. No, the Ted Cord stuff hasn't ended there. Of course it doesn't. Jaime's like, I'm late for school, I need to fly away. So goes Blue Beetle, flies away. Cool. And then from a background, from a squiggly word bubble, Theodore Cord. I am Dr. Fate. <laughs> and it's not a oh. two Dr. Fate. This is the real Oh, it's the Justice Society Fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not talking about the new Fate either. This is proper, full-on yeah. Fate. Yeah. You believe that the Blue Beetle Scarab to be Xeno technology, Theodore. That is a lie, purposely uh, perpetrated by the darkest of sorcerers. You're not playing with extraterrestrials. You're playing with magic. The Scarab's not an alien. Okay, now that's new, because the Scarab has always been an alien piece of tech. It's never been magic. No, no, the Dan Garrett one was. The original Scarab, when it was Dan Garrett, was magic. Back in time to Dan... Oh, man. Yeah, because I know Jaime's is actually alien, because it's a whole... It's Green Lantern and Blue Beetle essentially did the same transition no. of going from kind of weird to just aliens. Next, we cut to a quick succession of a few characters. Um, there are more of them. New heroes. Cut to Damian Wayne stood over a cake by himself that says 13. He's all by himself. So he's a teenager. He's still eight. He's a teenager he's now, so he can join the Teen Titans. But that's but no, the thing is, that's actually kind of correct for his aging. Cause he was a. How long has the new team been lasting? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then with new ideas, shining new light, we cut to Jessica Cruz. Mm. You're talking about the Green Lantern that carries a gun. Hal, I'd really rather not. I'd only just got this ring. <laughs> You're busy. Who's Sinestro? So Jessica Cruz and Simon Bass setting up there. Now this Which is great this next Bass. bit is one bit of the thing I'm not sure about because okay. it seems a bit ham-fisted in for the sake of it, right. and I doubt this was Jeff Johns' idea. Men and women who not only discover their power but embrace it. It's not natural what you are, Jackson Aqualad. Okay. Aqualad. Yeah. You're not talking about what I did at the lake. Swimming like you do? No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about boys. It's not boys, mum. It's a boy, as in my boyfriend and all of this. It's who I am, even if I don't know why. So Aqualad's gay. But it seems a bit ham-fisted in. Are we talking Garth? No. The other black, oh, the other. black younger black Aqualad. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my well, head Jackson. right now. His name's Jackson, apparently. According to this. No, I didn't, I didn't think it was. I thought it was... It's, well, not, maybe it's, it's not the same Aqualad that's in Young Justice, or whatever it is. But I don't know. 
I can't remember if there was three Aqua Lads. I thought there was only two. I, I, I'm not up to date on my Aqua Lads, mainly because it's Aqua Lad. And the, he, so Wally West is getting this, these visions, and he says, the images stop, and we cut to Pandora running away from something. Yeah. Um... The naive little Pandora unleashed evils upon the world. Skepticism, doubt, corruption, all things your cold hearts believe in. But in the end there was hope, and the heroes of the universe embodied it. Their hope, their devotion, their love for one another will vanquish what you've done. It may be over for me, but they will prove you wrong. They will prove you are nothing but lonely, cruel. You're a lonely, cruel monster. Stops. And the words explodes, just like Owlman and Mobius did on the moon. Hmm. And this, again, this panel looks very reminiscent of it. We'll come to that later on. Then Wally goes and sees the dark side baby stuff. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. And then we get an image, a really cool image, of what the, where Superman died. Yeah. And loads of heroes. We've got Steel, Green Arrow, Beast Boy's there, Cyborg, Shazam, Black Canary, uh, Captain Atom, Supergirl, Vixen, Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman, Starfire, Raven. Did I say Martian Manhunter? No. Firestorm as well. They're all there. And they're just sort of, and the FBI's around and stuff, and people are watching. Then, Oliver Queen and Dinah Lance, Green Arrow and Black Canary, they barely know each other anymore. But when their eyes meet, they feel a spark that neither one of them can explain. A void deep inside them, something's buried deep in their hearts. The strange feeling keeps them up at night, wondering, what have they lost? (laughs) You don't know how happy that makes me. And then you've got Superman, uh, Lois and Clark stuff. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oz. I don't know who Mr. Oz is. Neither does my relative sources that have been reading DC for a very, very long time. So this looks like this is a new character. Yeah, I'm problems. And he's talking to the new Superman. Um, However, I have a theory about this, and we'll come back to that later on when everything becomes apparent. We come to Aquaman and Mira, and they come onto a beach. The same beach where Mira tried to kill Aquaman at the beginning of the New 52. And Aquaman's invited her to dinner. And there's a table with some stuff. Dinner on the deserted island. This is the place we first met. Aquaman gets down on one knee and proposes to Mira. About time. And it says, it's a surface custom. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was good. Uh, Lois, um... Linda, please let me through. I've heard the news, super news. So young, so beautiful, I hadn't forgotten, but it's been so long. I've missed her so much. I've missed us. Linda Park. Oh, wow. So Wally's gone back. So Wally remembers everything. Although yeah. 10 years have been reviewed and he looks like he's younger because he's in the kid flash suit. He remembers everything. So he remembers Linda, he remembers the kids, he remembers Barry coming back, he remembers everything. But it looks like he's been de-aged. Um, well, I wonder if he essentially got he got hit by the whole Flashpoint. But he yeah. got kind of because he's a Speed Forcer, he kind of got trapped in between. Well, that's what he is. He's trapped in the Speed Force. But yeah, he's not trying but to like, find someone to help him out. Yeah, it's like throughout all of New Fifty Two, we've actually had the ghost of Wally West being everywhere yeah. um, and reacting to new Wally West. But Linda doesn't remember. Of course, doesn't remember anything, and that kills Wally. Doesn't literally kill him, but you know. Yeah. Can't end this. Uh, then it shows these two um, new heroes for Batman, the Gotham that are against Batman. And then it's just got a bit of uh, 
<laughs> Constantine and Swamp Thing. Um, obviously, Swamp Thing's girlfriend's gone, apparently. Um, I like how it's them two again, because that was how they both were introduced hello. when they were brought into DC proper. This is what Constantine called, you've always been a pain in the arse, you bloody turnip. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's, it's, a, it's a fun thing about those two have always been together since they're in, like, their renditions because Constantine was, made, was first introduced in Swamp Thing and Brightest Day, it was Bat, I think it was Batman found Constantine to help him with Swamp Thing. It's, it's a weird relationship they have. And as Wally's trying to find more people, he's being pulled to people he knows. First off, Captain Boomerang. Oi, Walla, get me the hell out of here. Because he's in the Suicide Squad now. Um, then he goes to <laughs> then he goes to Cyborg, but it still doesn't recognize. Then he goes to Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson's holding his Nightwing suit, the blue one. Yep. The blue one. Yeah, because in Grayson he was shown. Um, and Titan Titan, he had the red as well. So. Yeah, in in Grayson he was actually shown using the blue one. Now he goes to Central City, and he sees the other Wally West. Oh. My father, Rudy West, had a sister and a brother, Aunt Iris and Uncle Daniel. I was as close to Iris as I was far from Daniel. My uncle Daniel had a child, a cousin I never met. We were both named after our our great-grandfather, Wallace West. He's Uh, never been the real Wally. I love that as an explanation of how we have two Wallys. He's never the real Wally. It makes me so happy. It essentially was there was always that long-distance cousin. And then we go to Barry. And he sees Barry. Barry's got pizza for all of the victims of a crime, which is brilliant. And then, uh, and then Wally comes through. You don't know who I am, and you won't remember. So this is hello and goodbye. And he's sort of like being pulled back into the speed force. You forgot everything, like me. Who are you, Barry? Thank you for an amazing life. And then, oh, that's heartbreaking. Just as he's about to fade, Barry grabs his arm. Wally. Pulls him back. I'm so sorry, Wally. My God, I can't believe I forgot. And the Flash remembers everything. Everything. It's kind of a weird thing to think that, oh yeah, I just just happened to forget my entire life and just been happily living this new 52 one. Well, not happily. (laughs) So then we Eh. get to, and then Wally's back. And we go back to the Batcave. Um... He tells Barry about the flashpoint changing. Barry, it was just—it wasn't just me. There was forgotten. There were others. There were friendships, relationships. Are you sure this wasn't my fault? It was Barry. It wasn't Barry. It was something else. Someone else. Whoever they are, they did this for a reason. I think they took years from us to weaken us. They struck deep at our hearts. But who was it? Thorn? No. They're more powerful than the Reverse Flash. More powerful than Darkseid. There's a force out there we've never met. There's going to be a war between hope and despair, love and apathy, faith and disbelief. When I was outside of time, I felt their presence. I tried to see who it was. I couldn't, but I know they're out there. And they're waiting to attack again. For some reason, I can feel it. Even now, Barry, we're being watched. We've cut to Batman in the Batcave at this point. He's gone over to the letter. He's lifted up something. He's carving out something out of the wall because he's seen something shiny. In his hand... He holds a smiley face with blood on it. It's such... It is such a 
deep cut. <laughs> We're not done. It's such a ball twister, that yeah. one. Let's, let's put we'll it get, this way. We'll, it's such a... we'll talk about yeah. it in one sec. We go to the epilogue. We see Earth. We see the moon. We move past the moon. We see Mars. We go on to Mars. There's a watch. The same watch. On the back of that watch, every second is a gift. I did the right thing, didn't I? It all worked out in the end. In the end. Nothing ends, Adrian. Nothing ever ends. The clock is ticking across the DC universe. With a clock that looks like the smiley face with the blood on it. Now those last lines were the last lines of The Watchmen. The book, The Watchmen. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan created the DC universe. Which part of me is like, oh my god, that's awesome. Another part of me is like, why are you doing this? Like, and it's, why are you trying yeah. again with the Watchmen, even though last time it didn't work? <laughs> now, of course, when this came out and everyone went like, holy shit, they actually are going to bring Manhattan in. People started digging, or as they do, to see if there's been any hints prior to it, or more hints towards it being more Manhattan's been affecting it. For the fact, and the first one is, of course, the death. In the fact that the Pandora death and the Owlman death both look exactly the same as the Rorschach death yep. that Manhattan does. However, there's actually a more brutal one, and I even own this book and didn't really take much notice of it. At the time, I thought it was weird, because like, why does the hand look the same colour as the Guardians? Which is, in Green Lantern, you see the origins of the Guardians, which is they see the hand of creation. This big blue hand creating the universe. Now it makes sense. It's they actually, You see the first hint that Manhattan created everything in Green Lantern. Yeah. And I believe it was in the Vendetti run. Actually, no, I think it might be in the Jeff, Jeff Johnson's run. Because I think it was near the... Yeah, it was. It was in the Wrath of the First Lantern. Because it was where you see the origin of Althum. Uh, well, you think, you think, like, DC always do this. They, like, give themselves out. Yeah, the Marvel Wolfman always says, um, in Crisis, there were so many things that he did to give people out if, if this new universe didn't work. Obviously, the Crisis universe worked incredibly well. Yeah, but um, in case that it didn't... He's never told people up. what they are, but they're there. So people can essentially make yeah, their own interpretation and do this. Yeah. So Jeff might have plotted that in, thinking, oh, this could be some being, and just so happened to make it blue at the time. It, yeah, he probably didn't weird. think about it at the time. But you never know with Jeff, because let's face it, <laughs> Jeff, well, you look at what Jeff's done for every... Green, his finale on Green Lantern set up so many... Now, very big things. Simon Baz, yeah. Volthoom, doesn't matter which version of Volthoom, you set up a character named Volthoom, Manhattan is the universe creator, and a core, a proper Green Lantern core who has Mogo. Yeah. Um, essentially, Jeff John's final parting gift wasn't just hero writing ideas for Vendetti, it was literally, here is our out for New 52. And I like to think of it as being when he saw everything past post convergence, like, right, flipping the switch, 
know. I'm using issue 19 of... I'm using my issue 20 of Green Lantern. We're rebooting right now. <laughs> I just... Like... I understand, like, a lot of people are quite sceptical, because obviously The Watchmen is quite a sacred piece of work. Um, mm. And last time they tried bringing out The Watchmen, it didn't quite work. Well, that well was before Watchmen. Uh, yeah. They, they were good I books, but yeah. on a whole it was a bit... Yeah. Well... This is the thing that I think people are... Again, it's the whole Captain America thing. People are jumping to conclusions before we even get any more presumptions. It's, we know Manhattan's here, but he's the universe-bending god. There's nothing to say we're going to see the rest of them. Yeah, well, this is where my theory comes in. Mm. Those lines are the last lines of the Watchmen. Yeah. So what if... Because at the end of The Watchmen, the whole thing is Dr. Manhattan wants to go and play with reality. He wants to create life. He's talking about yeah, how he can create just life. Goes, yeah, the he war, just goes and disappears. If this is directly after Watchmen. So you're saying that the, fifth, that the DC Universe essentially is the sequel of Watchmen. Yeah. That I can actually get on board with. I think that's, a, that's the way to go. I think uh, So yeah, we might not... Ozymandias is still alive. Because that's Adrian, isn't it? No, that's uh, Night Owl. Um, mm. Yeah, Night Owl's still alive. Although, do we need Night Owl when we've got Blue Beetle? And Batman. <laughs> and Batman. Because Night Owl <laughs> is based on New Blue Beetle, let's not forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, we Honestly, when you look at the Watchmen, you don't need any of them. Yeah. I... The way I think they're going to try and set it up is they're going to try and set up a Watchmen DC crossover. Probably. They're going to try it. You're going to have it as DC Universe are going to want to fight against Manhattan to do anything, and you're going to have Manhattan probably backed up by by the Watchmen in some form, saying he didn't mean to, he's just got confused and tried to... and dabbled with stuff he shouldn't have. Actually, that's a, going to be an interesting thing, because we still got White Lantern Kyle Rayner. So he, what happened? Isn't he trying to build White Lantern Corps. Well, it's not just that he can build worlds. He's the life equation incarnate. Well, he was. He then built his. Then he built the White Lantern Corps. So, but he can bring it back together when he wants to. So you essentially you have the universe builder versus the universe builder. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? Well, I'm always going to be Team Kyle versus Team Manhattan. <laughs> I'm Team Wally West. He'll be he'll be with Kyle. They they used to be on the Justice League together. I don't care. I'm Team Wally West. You're their best mates. Yeah, they are. Because they were like that's what makes them. Al Jordan and Barry are best friends. Let's make Wally and Kyle best friends. But Bart's close friend was Beast Boy. <laughs> no, it was. I think it was Beast Boy. Yeah, I think it was. Because it was Superboy and Robin were close friends. But yeah, I'm this. I've read Rebirth like five times. It's been out. I don't blame you. Yeah, it is the best book DC has published, minus a couple issues of Superman: American Alien, Mm. in the last five years. There's no doubt about it, and probably even more than that, to be honest. Because Flashpoint wasn't great. The book, it was alright. The cartoons, Um, the films, much better. And some of the lead up into Flashpoint, the books were getting quite. Mediocre. Down, yeah. But yeah, so, it's. No. Uh, 
Looks like it's an exciting time. Um, I know Titans Rebirth issue one is very important. Well, it will be, especially because Wally and Flash issue one is supposed to be very important. The Rebirth Again. special, not issue one. Again, yeah, um, Wally. Obviously, Superman will be important. Yeah. Superman. Now, when now we've seen Rebirth, and they go, "This is the reason why we said you should be reading these things before you read Titans." It makes a lot more sense now because it is. Oh yeah, well that makes a lot of sense now because you've brought back one of the most important characters you've brought back to one those of the books. most beloved DC characters, and that's why I say he's one of the most important yeah. because it's you've brought back the essentially the crux of a lot of these books that were necessary. Well, I argue a lot that the Flash is the most important character in comic book continuity. Hmm. Flash started I, the Silver Age. I suppose he is, because he is normally the one who creates these Barry Allen ages. started the Silver Age. Hmm. He was part of ending the Silver Age of Crisis. He was a major part of Crisis. He did Flashpoint. The whole Wally yeah, West he, thing it was important as well. The whole chick- Yeah, yeah he, he was one of the two hmm. that got one of the greatest revitalizations. He was the one who ended the modern age and started the New 52. And he's now, once again, ended the New 52 and started the Rebirth. Whether, it, whether it's Jay Garrick, whether it's uh, Wally West, whether it's Barry Allen. The Speed Force is... Yeah. Character. The Speed Force has always been a driving force in the timeline of DC. And now we get the Justice Society back. I just want to cry. The Society... Now, the issue with society I could see right now is it, it could be like the Fantastic Four. Will it be able to fit with people's ideas now? I think it could. I think yeah. if you... If you young them up a bit... So if they've had 10 years stolen from them... Young them That's up true. They all are going to be a lot younger. So have them... Because in, like, in Jeff Johns' Justice Society age, they're all, like, geriatric... <laughs> They're all really old. So you put them in their, like, 40s or something. Yeah, if we say middle-aged... A middle-aged just a society would actually work pretty well. But then you also have, like, Jesse Quick and, and the younger character, Stargirl, and that. Yeah. So you have... You, essentially, you just redo the Jeff Johns run. You just bring that I back. I wouldn't be surprised... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you went, yeah, sure, let's do that. Yeah, that'll be what it is. It'll be like, Jeff Johns. Hello. Yeah, it's going to be one of those ones of, how do we reset this one? Oh uh, yeah, use my run of it, and that'll be fine. So it's like, oh right, so here's the Jeff Johns... Because essentially the Teen Titans has kind of gone back to the Jeff Johns era of Teen Titans. Of Here is a Robin who doesn't really get along too well with the rest of the team, but he will eventually. I think it's in a very, 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 very exciting time for DC. Oh yeah. I think, to be honest, it's quite an exciting time for Marvel as well. From what I've been reading, this is pretty... Marvel's improved Marvel... a lot in the last six months. Yeah, Marvel are... But there's nothing... Really solid. Big exciting. Like, Civil War 2 is happening, but Bendis is writing it, so it's probably not going to be that great. After reading issue zero of Civil War 2, I can see where they want to go with it, but I'm really not liking the ham-fisted approach of it. Well, ham-fisted, let's make it about the Inhumans. 
Yeah, and the fact that it's a brand new Inhuman called Ulysses who can see the future. Conveniently, but... just over a year ago, we got a character in DC called Ulysses. <laughs> yeah, and it's just one of those weird ones of... Oh, look, he can see there's a nightmarish apocalypse, and apparently it's the future. Are you sure it's actually the future? He could just be... Like, his power could just be he sees things he hates. There have been weirder in human abilities, and I, I hope this is one of those ways of just going, yeah, fuck it, let's just have an inhuman war. Yeah, why are we talking about Marvel then? It's boring. DC, man. DC is where it's I think at. because we're, we're, yeah, we're closing in on the end of the show here. Yes. DC. And Everyone go get your Green Lantern rings. Go get your Flash suit rings. Get your Legion yeah, Fly rings. Get all your rings, because they have a lot they of rings. Lot of rings. Get your eye batarangs. Um, get your laser eyes. <laughs> well, get, get your cape. No, get your underpants on the outside. Get your underpants. Do you know what? Just before we go, do you know what's the best thing about Rebirth? The best God. thing is Lex Luthor's mecha suit. Yeah. Has a red marker. Right? Has <laughs> a red crotch piece. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> Which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Oh, it was well. Brilliant. On that amazing note that we actually do have an original suit for Superman, but it's in a robot suit. Uh, I want to thank our uh, pseudo-sponsors, which are Into the Realm. Um, please go check them out. And also check out um, Mark Ducrow and his amazing project uh, with his art and etc. I think he hit target. That is fantastic. So, yep. Standing tall, check out his comic book um, and its progress on the Kickstarter. Because I believe he'll be posting up updates and check his artwork. If you haven't already reserved it, good luck finding Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, you probably could be end up paying quite a bit. I saw today on eBay uh, the regular cover was going for 20 quid. I am so glad I reserved mine. <laughs> but, but anyway... Um, Thank you to Enter the Realm and to Mark Crow. And from both me, myself and Jake. Rebirth. Enjoy more reading and enjoy the rebirth. rebirth.